Welcome to Conversations with my cuz. Start Cuzzo Michelle with one L. And her cousin, of course, her cousin, Shay Lachey. And these ladies are out here doing streaming live on StreamYard with empowerment, elevation, and enlightenment. And I'm telling you, these two ladies are not here to offend nobody. But sometimes things are just too funny not to talk about. And that's what they're going to do. So please tune in every week, live stream. And if you miss them, you can catch them on their Facebook or any kind of social media page. Welcome, 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 everyone, to another episode of Conversations with My Cuz. I am Shay Lachey. And I am your girl, Michelle, with one L. Thank you guys for tuning in um, for another week of Conversations with My Cuz. And before we get started, we have a great show, first and foremost, let me just say that. We have a great show for you guys today. Um, we're going to be talking about the importance of mentorship in the black and brown community, which is a, an important thing and something that I wish that I had grown up. So we're going to talk about the importance of that. Yeah. But before we yeah. get started, you know, we start every show up with a toast. And we're going to, while we're toasted, we're going to shout out our chat. What's up, Ronald? First one in the building today. Cause you know better. What's up, Rob? Oh, hey, Rob and Kenya. Welcome everybody. So what we gonna what we toasting to this week, cousin? I, I would like to toast to Michelle Obama. Not you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, I was Why? I love you. I love you. And I'd like to do Amanda Gorman. I'd like to and I'm VP Kamala. So I'd like to toast to those three black women. How about that? Black excellence. Love it. Oh. Well, we're going to toast that. So now that we got that out the way. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> so tell me, darling, what's going on with you? That's what I wanted to know. It's been seven whole days. So what's seven happening in your <laughs> oh, right. That's all. <laughs> What's up? So you want to know about my strong? Yes, ma'am. Please tell. Me. About us is never weak, so you know we always talk about our strong. So this week was kind of cool. Um, this weekend, I kind of hung out. You know, so for me, hanging out during this pandemic is quite interesting. I will say that because. I always have anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, my girl Shirley came to town because it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Donnie. Happy birthday. You know, happy birthday, I was happy to hang out with her. So I hung out with her Friday and Saturday. Friday, we went to dinner, which was cool. You know, the social, social distancing was okay. Um, Saturday, we went to Atlantic City. Oh, Child, there was a whole lot of people in Atlantic City. So I got there and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be here for long. I don't think I'm going to be here too long. Because <laughs> I'm like, 
I don't, I can't do a lot of people, especially people I don't know. Now, anybody that I'm around, I don't know who they've been around. I don't know what they've been doing up until the time that I see them. I can only hope that they're taking as much precaution as I am in trying to keep themselves safe and me. So, Mm -hmm. and even when I was, what's the funny part about is that I was taking pictures with, you know, with Shirley and everybody. And um, that's probably when I took my mask off. So... I'm going to say something, but it's don't look at me crazy and don't judge me, right? So when I take my mask off to take the picture, I be holding my breath. <laughs> I be holding my breath. I don't know. I don't know what that's doing. But something in my mind is telling me that whatever is in the air, I'm inhaling it and I don't want it. So I be holding my breath. So probably if you look at some of my pictures, I probably look like a loser because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but that's just how I just deal with my anxiety. And I stay in the house because I'm like, yeah, I like I'm in the house a little too much because I didn't, I didn't know how cold it really is out there, right? I went out twice this week myself. And one was my girl's birthday, but it was actually comfortable because the restaurant that we went to really had this little like mini, like sectional houses, like literally with windows, a door, a heater. And it was like six of them. So you could go into your own little house. They wiped the whole thing down. All of that was great. But what I did do was City Harvest. And let me tell you how I have not been outside because I was not prepared to be out in those elements. It was for reason. And if it wasn't for such a good cause, you know, being able to give food to the community. Right. A lot of people standing online already. And if they could do it, then I'm like, I'm just going to make it happen. But girl. I didn't. I don't know how cold it is these days. I just and have not been out. You don't know how cold it is until you step outside your door. Yeah, my ears, my ears, the top of my ears. Like I was like, <gasps> I'm not used to this. Because you know, I'm in. I'm in the house, so I jump. I go from the house to the car for the most part. So if it's really, really cold outside, is when I really, really feel it. Because sometimes yeah. going from the house to the car, you don't feel how cold it is unless it's that. You know, like my mom used to say, that's Jack Frost and Joe Chili and all of them was outside waiting on you at in the hall at the door, waiting on you at the door. Then it's like, oh. So but for the most part, I don't know I don't know it's that cold until I'm in it for a minute. So I still don't really know. So I don't do I don't I grab a coat. Sometimes I don't even put the coat on unless I'm going from the I'm going from the car to the from the house to the car, from the car to the store, wherever I'm going. But it was cold this weekend. Saturday, it was freezing outside. And I was standing out there giving away fruits and vegetables, girl. That's I a great cause. Great cause. But I'm in, I, I'm in Atlantic City trying to help three women find a car because after we left, nobody could find, nobody knew where their car was. Oh. Yeah, so we driving around, which was funny because we was laughing the whole time. We're driving around the parking lot in, the, in Atlantic City. I said, we're going to go to jail because we're going down all these do not enter, don't don't go this way, don't make a left turn here because they can't find. I said, how do three That's of you lives. not know where the car is? Like, what is going on right now? Yeah, that's I, mean, I had a great weekend. My weekend was good. 
Hey, DJ Storm. What's up, Kev? Hi, Nicole. Hi, Charlene. <coughs> oh, somebody said, hey, animated. Oh, that's Ike. Hey, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Ike. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I had a good strong myself. I mean, outside of watching the inauguration. So you know that because of my toast and everything else. Um, I think that's what really set off my positive energy. Like I've been feeling really good since then, right? Wore my little pearls and whatever. I did my little thing. I did the city harvest. But then um, I jumped on this call for um, called Elevating Black Voices, Chat and Chew. And um, it stems from this um, mentoring program that I used, that I've done in the past. Um, from Streetwise Partners. And um, not only did I jump on the call, which was awesome and dynamic, but I also signed up to volunteer for the program again. So the call um, with some wonderful people was so awesome that I just felt like what we had to talk about and just mentoring overall in the black and brown community was something that we needed our listeners to hear about. Like it's an opportunity for um, other people to possibly join that program because I've had some really dynamic um, relationships with mentees come from that. And just being in a position, you know, I'm always trying to find ways to give, give, and give, right. right? And it's virtual now. It was it was that I used to have to get off of work and then go to the program, right. but now it's virtual, so we're doing it that way. But um, we got some people from Streetwise Love um, it. I wanted to introduce, but also to talk about the call Elevating Black Voices and, you know, why that spinoff, right? Because there's this thing in me about reaching out to the black and brown community, not just mentoring, but mentoring to, to African-Americans, right, right, that arm. Um, so we have Alfonso Amos. He's the Detroit program director for Streetwise. We have Adam, and I'm going to mess up his last name because I should have asked him how to pronounce it, but I'm going to say it's Adaria but I'm going to let him fix it <laughs> if I said it wrong, who's in a development assistant. And then Ebony Thomas, she's the community outreach and program coordinator and Damani Butler, who's an intern. She does um, some of the weekly Zooms and works on the job letters, where has job opportunities and so forth that are coming on the show to join us to tell us more about the program and, um, just have that whole loving conversation. So, and here they go. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thank you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations with My Cuz. We're so happy to have you on today. How are you doing today? Thank you for having us. Awesome. I'm so excited about this show because, you know, as growing up, you know, as a black girl, as you can see, <laughs> I mean, you know, we we weren't offered this kind of thing, you know, a, a mentorship program like this, you know, when I was growing up. So I think this is awesome what you guys are doing, and I think mentorship in the black and brown community is needed. Um, and it's, and and I just hope that you know more people take advantage of it 
Yes. Well, Alfonso, as a director, I'm going to go to you first, right, to tell a little something about Streetwise. Um, just, you know, I, I can tell my experience, but you're the director, so do that Absolutely. first. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll definitely share about Streetwise Partners. And so, as many people know, you know, in America today, talent is distributed equally uh, while opportunity is not. And so, we know that's due to, like, a history of segregation and discrimination and Many communities we know face systemic barriers to high paying employment. And so Streetwise Partners, we're dedicated to dismantling those barriers and closing the opportunity gap. Our organization, we champion economic equity while promoting the empowerment of individuals to become catalysts of change for themselves, their families and their communities. And we do that through the power of mentorship. And so I'm so excited about our work because uh, it allows us to really make an impact in the lives of people uh, because we know for many people, a job is more than a paycheck. We know that that's health insurance. We know that's groceries for those babies. We know that that is uh, an opportunity to go back to school. We know that a job in entry-level roles in corporate America or for our recent college graduates, uh, that job is more than just getting that extra dollar. And so it, it's really important for, especially me, because I'm black and I know the power of mentorship, right? Uh, because I wouldn't be where I am if it was not for those black men uh, in my life that started mentoring me, coming from a single uh, parent home to having all the males in my life that I knew personally in and out of the uh, incarceration system, the criminal justice system, and really taking hold of other men in my community that said, Alfonso, you know, you have the potential to do far greater than what has been the cycle in your family, uh, that generational curse, as I would say, in my family. And so coming to Streetwise Partners and looking at the work we do and linking men and women ages 18 to 65, I mean, we, we touch it all. If you are able to work, uh, we, we can touch you. We, we can impact your life and really focusing our work on communities that have been disadvantaged or marginalized or left behind or left out of the spectrum. We look at corporate America today and many of us who work in that space, we are often the only ones in the environment. So how can we move this needle forward? How can we use our work and the power of mentorship to break down systemic barriers by pairing people uh, with individuals already working in those companies? Uh, letting those employers see the talent that's out there, this great talent, these talented individuals that just happen to uh, not have the resources or not have the connections, because we know that jobs are are really mostly about the connecting. How do you network with folks? It's not right. really always about what you know, but sometimes who you know. And if you know the right people and if you're in the right space, uh, you may have the right opportunity presented to yourself. And so I'm excited about Streetwise and the work that we're doing. Uh, we do our work throughout New York, D.C., and here in Detroit. Yeah, so you, you made a really good point about um, having people who are in the space that are there to make um, give opportunities, right? Because oftentimes, at least I know for me, when I first started out in the job market, there weren't black faces that I could look to. Like I didn't have, it was just an all white environment. I felt very much out of my element. And I had one friend whose mother was working at a company that gave me the opportunity. And she was the person who 
whenever I would come in the door would straighten me out. Like, girl, you're not dressed properly. You're not this, you're not that. So she was the one, I didn't really have it in my family, right? Had a lot of great people in my family, but like in my family and in my community wasn't where I got my first mentor. My first mentor was my friend's mother and I was 18 and completely fell out of my element. And so when I look at things like streetwise and that the way that they um, kind of groom you, right? Because originally before COVID, we would actually meet in some of these corporate buildings, which made a difference to me because it meant that they had an opportunity to go into the space and kind of start to feel a little bit more comfortable, see how they fit, right? That so, is Right. That, that was a really great part of the program. Um, but we're doing well. I thought we did well on Zoom when I when I did the program the last time. We are. And you know what? Zoom has allowed us to tap into so many different levels of this work um, to where in person, a lot of those senior level executives didn't have time to come and travel across town to another corporate work site. And so working via Zoom, we've been able to get our mentees, our job seekers is what we call them, uh, access to these senior level executives so that they can pick their brain. How did you get to that level? How, during that informational interview, how, how did you, what challenges or barriers you may have had? And so that social capital that they get, because they're, again, adding them on LinkedIn and really connecting with them and having access to their, their email addresses and direct access that, I mean, I didn't even have that, you know, growing up and yeah. going through our college and things like that. So I'm like, this is amazing. If I can get more people to understand the power of connecting to a program like this and how their lives can really change with just the power of mentorship. It's like, wow. And and I know that you guys actually hire interns because Damani went through the program and became an intern. And Ebony, you went through the program too, right? <laughs> y'all did the thing, right? Like, yes. I, love that. I think that's an amazing thing. And Adam, you came in as a mentor. Or you oh, just no. no. So uh, it's funny, funny stories. Um, last year, 2019, I graduated college. Was looking for work, but I did have a mentor, so it was really hard. The job shift was really hard for me. Looking for a job and not knowing what to do, so I had to learn everything off YouTube. Like when I tell people this, like people laugh all the time, but YouTube really saved me. I had to like you know prep for an interview, how to like you know structure your resume. So when I heard about Streetwise, it was interesting because like when I heard about the mission, I just I'm like, this is me. Regardless whether or not I would get this job, like this is me. They're trying to help. So I just felt we're very connected to the mission, and I apply. And thank God I got a job there. You know, a year now. You know, we started like elevating black voices. The the, the goal with elevating black black voices is that yeah, streetwise, you know, is pairing like you know people from local communities with like these great leaders. But after that, what happened when they graduate, they're out there in the world by themselves. And I experienced what it feels like to be a black man in the corporate America. Like I first, I felt isolated. I had people around me, but I just felt like people around me didn't understand what I was going through as a black man. Like because a lot of this was like new to me. You might be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have the experience of like Working in corporate America, like you're, you're bound to fail, right? So for me, I I was like, hey, I experienced this. I don't want other people to go through this, right? Because why would you work, you know, so hard for three months, you know, learn a network with all these people, and then go into a corporation and feel isolated? That that that, that didn't feel right for me. So we started elevating black voices for people 
even with the, the graduate student program to still come back and have a casual conversation with leaders in the field. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. I love that. Now I do see that somebody in the chat asked, um, I see Robert, Roberto as we call him, asked us <laughs> <laughs> where are the locations of the mentorships? I'm sorry, that's a little private jokey joke. <laughs> where are the location of their mentorships? Um, well, right now you guys are virtual, right? Mm-hmm. We're virtual. We service uh, the New York region, D.C., Washington, D.C., and then Detroit. So those are our regions. Uh, Of course, we are just like everyone else in this COVID world. As we went virtual, we realized how how popping we would be, uh, how much access (laughs) we could be. And so, of course, in the future, we may may be hitting, you know, we may be hitting the area. area. Well, I actually... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead to tell them how I got involved and it was actually through my company. So I work at JP Morgan mm-hmm. and they do a lot of volunteer um, work. And so I usually kind of peruse through and I happened on it and was like, well, let me try this thing out. And I was um, lucky enough to be paired with this young um, black sister, um, the very first mentor uh, mentee that I had, and we had such a wonderful connection. And so, um, when Adam talked about putting together um, elevating Black voices that chat in two, it is such. Uh, I think that sometimes we as Black people we need a certain thing, right? It, it's not that it's indescribable, but there's a certain relation to some of the struggles that we deal with that you can have that conversation with someone who kind of looks like you to say, look, man, I got five extra cousins living with us right now. <laughs> necessary, because sometimes that's the life we have, right? Yeah. Um, and we had, it was such a loving connection that um, I was so happy that I had an opportunity to pour into that young lady that I was like, this program is dope. But then when you get things like the um, chat and chew that we did, and I'm looking at, you know, that somebody else is thinking that same thought process, like while this is a wonderful and great thing, we have a shortage of black men and black women who are in particular positions and companies that are reaching back and, you know, reaching to those young college kids or underprivileged kids and giving them that that push that they need. And so when I that called to me, especially when we were talking the other day, it just got to be such like a I think that was another loving moment I walked away from and watching the inauguration and then having a conversation. (laughs) I was like all juiced up afterwards like, yes, this is a beautiful thing. So um I just wanted to make that point that it was a really wonderful thing. So I'm, I signed up again. I'm gonna be doing it in the spring. You know, I need a break every now. You gonna get a bunch of folk after this call. After we do this, that are gonna come in and be like, let's get on that website. Let's sign up. Let's do it. Yes. 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 That's, that's, that's what we want. 
We need so, dedicated mentors like you, Lachey. Mentors <laughs> will come back because there are a lot of rec recurrent mentors in the program. Mm -hmm. And as a mentee myself, you know, I joined Sheetwise Partners because I needed a mentor who can help me professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, someone I can call, hey, I need advice on this. Can you help me with like something like this? So it's awesome that you're coming back. Thank you. Yeah, I am. Okay. I want to hear your story, but we we also, right, because this is a, a serious conversation. Yes. However, we are here to have a good time. Right. <laughs> and I see that one of the um one of the our, our viewers, she commented that corporate America gave her anxiety and she wasn't aggressive enough. And I feel like maybe, yeah. you know, if she had a mentor, she might not have felt that way. They might have helped navigate. Yeah. So yeah. this is an awesome thing what you guys are doing. But it's almost break time for us. We call it BBT, our BBT time. So after the break, we're going to continue the conversation. Yeah, we're going to call it bathroom break time. So after five minutes, and we're going to continue five minutes. We're going to, but we have our. DJ Big Rod, who's going to play some music for us during the break. And then after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to finish this conversation about mentorship in the black and brown community. So if you're just tuning in, that's what we're talking about. The importance of mentorship in the black and brown community. And DJ Big Rod. Yeah, yeah. Hey, DJ. What's going on, ladies? You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. You got that as shots? Hey, this is my song. Conversation like with my cuz. <laughs> YouTube, Facebook. Okay. One time, here we go. Don't forget each and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Yeah, put it on me. Okay. Yeah. 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 
once again, conversation with my cuz. Facebook, YouTube. Here we go. Don't forget every Sunday, eight o'clock. Here we go. Maybe we can talk and I can try to charm you. Just trying to find out who you are. I don't mean to come off like a telemarketer. I ain't no good, no crook, no robber. I just want to call you. Welcome back, everybody, to Conversations with my cuz. I am Shayla Shay, and I am Michelle with one L. And we are talking about, talking about mentorship in the black community. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ramani, I heard you talk about the verses, girl. Michelle. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't watch it. I, I clicked on for about a hot second and then I clicked off because I was like, blah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know people were still doing verses. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm just not into it. I didn't know people were still doing it. Maybe late, and you know, I don't. I gotta. You gotta be on time if you if you're dealing with me. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I gotta pay a time. Super late. <laughs> They're not superstars enough to be late. 
Mm-mm. No, they were both trying to be divas, and then it, it just and the vibe was just so off for me. Like, I give me a Patty and 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 uh. A Gladys vibe. Give me an Erica and a Jill vibe, but that wasn't there at all. It wasn't there at all. They, they need you to come mentor them. That's what they need. <laughs> what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know folks were still doing it because nobody was talking about it. Because maybe, that, maybe that's why that's that's why I was talking. Three weeks ago and then it never just happened. And they kept can because Ashanti got sick with COVID and they canceled it. Yeah. Oh no. I'm glad she feels better at least. That's all that matters. Health is wealth. Absolutely. So before so we get off track, because I know how we could do, child. We conversations go before you know. Somebody drinking and crying and carrying. <laughs> my part. That's my part. That's all going here. True. So, Ebony, my beautiful, right? Yes. Tell me how long you've been in the program and your story with getting into Streetwise, because you started as a mentee, right? For sure. Right. For sure. Um, so I was actually in um, AmeriCorps, like Public Allies, Metro mm-hmm. Detroit. And Streetwise came and they did a info session. Alfonso, I believe, did the info session. He was just so hyped, so excited talking about this program. And at the time, I had just graduated college and I was really like, I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what's going on. And he was talking about like, you know, um, we'll set you up with a mentor, someone to talk to, you can network. And I was like, wow, these are like some golden words because I didn't know what my next step was. So um, I was able to get into the program and then I got matched with my awesome mentor, Deanna. Um, As soon as we matched, like we clicked instantly, you know, she was a young black woman like myself. So I kind of, we kind of had those shared experiences, right? Like where you're in a place where you're confused, you don't know which way to go, but luckily like I had her to talk to, um, to get me through those next steps. So couple of weeks into the program, um, Alfonso was like, hey, we're looking for interns. Like, if anybody's interested, you know, let me know. And at first I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, I just, <laughs> you know, I just got into the program. Like, I don't even know. Am I? And like, I'll never forget, like, she looked at me and she was like, girl, you know you're ready for it. She was like, she, she gonna give you that resume and she gonna sign up. She gonna get it. Um, so I went. <laughs> And I interviewed um, with Alfonso and like I had came in and I was just really like down and I was like, no, no, like I'm not going to get it. And he was like, girl, you know, you got to do that. That's how like, girl, you came, you came here for a reason. Bring the fire. So we had a really, really great interview um, and I was able to be an intern. And then about three months or so later, I was able to get hired in full time. Um, and that is what I'm doing right now. I'm full-time with Streetwise. Um, just love oh, workforce development, being able to share experiences. I think that's one of the most powerful things Streetwise gave me and it continues to give me. Um, just to hear shared experiences and hear just hear about experiences in general. I think that the more people hear other individuals' stories, like you start to become more open and you see that 
hey, like my career journey or like my story is not that different from, you know, this other individual. So I think that makes people feel not as scared because I think the job process is like very scary, especially if you're doing it yourself. Um, so, yeah. It feels like foreign land, right? Because right? not that many opportunities in your young life where you find yourself in corporate America unless you was going to visit your parents at work, right? You go to lunch with your mother, you might go in the office like, hi. <laughs> like when did you have an opportunity right yeah i remember those days of going to yeah. the office with my mom just to kind of just hang out but nobody talked to me work day. yeah nobody talked to me they gave me some papers and said go over here and file this <laughs> that was my experience at the office with my mom I think for me, it was just the excitement of going to work with my mother. That was like all I really cared about because I didn't know that there was anything more. So when you don't know, you don't know. Streetwise um, was my first actual like experience in corporate, if you will. Like um, my mom worked at the post office for like 18 years and then she transferred over into um, massage therapy. So it's like, Streetwise Partners was the first time I was ever in like an office, if you will. Um, but luckily, like I had Alfonso, he was just like very open and honest with me and just like open um, to like my questions. And he kind of had to pull questions out of me because I was still in that growth process where I was like, I can do a lot of things by myself. Like I can do it all. Um, <laughs> so I was still like super scared to ask questions. Um, but yeah, like Streetwise was my first, first experience with like anything corporate. Ebony out here killing it. Yeah. She's young. And I think that that speaks to a lot of young people because, you know, like me, I'm older. Sometimes you get these senior execs and it's still very intimidating to, you know, young to young people who don't want to ask the question because it feels like, you know, you should know or, you know, like you just infantile in comparison to what they've done because some of them will have master's degrees and been at this for double years and here you are green going so about the copier silly questions that mean the world to someone um, who's just starting to do this? That's a, a mental question. Like, girl, I'm in here in the closet having a panic attack, <laughs> <laughs> right? right. So, yeah. Ebony is in the demonies of the world who are able to speak to that, right? Because it's like, look, I just started this thing, however, I got some real skill sets, and what I don't know, I know how to tell you how to get it, right? Because, right. And Damani's another one who is a mentee in the program. So I want to hear your story also. Most definitely. So my backstory is similar to Ebony's. I went through an info session, had my interview, was accepted into the program. Um, They gave me, hey, what do you um, look for in a mentor? Well, I didn't know. Luckily, they had a nice little <laughs> sheet where I can select a couple of choices. Um, but for me personally, I look 
for in my mentor, she does not sugarcoat with me. I look for a mentor who as like an accountability partner um, and also me being accountable for my actions and accomplishing my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say for she wise partners as well, you know, they have us create a contract agreement with our mentors. And I, I love that they had to do that as an assignment because one, you have to know what you want out of your purpose, out of your relationship with your mentor um, whether it be personal or um, professional reasons, but just get straight to the point because your mentor, they're here to help. So, you know, yeah. just want to let them know, hey, I need help with my networking skills, my job readiness um, skills and all of the above. So just making it clear in the beginning um, and setting those boundaries is really important. So I love that she Wise Partners taught us how to do that, mentees. Um, so, yes. Being a mentee was incredible and vir- doing it virtually was different. Not going, you know, to the corporate offices was a different experience. Um, so it went well. Uh, Streetwise Partners really pivoted um, for that in 2020. So I commend you all. <laughs> you still have a relationship with your mentor? Oh, yes, I do. Um, I just FaceTimed her the other day. Uh, we were talking about the inauguration, um, the whole nine. My my mentor, Sharon. Shout out to Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Um, she's, in grad- <laughs> she's in grad school. Um, she's getting her MBA at Duke University. So, yeah. Um, so, so that's where the contract agreement comes into play because her schedule has shifted. It has changed tremendously from 2020. Now, you know, I have to text her and say, hey, can we set up a time to meet, okay. a check-in? Because um, that's because I am in a, oh, I am in a second part of the Streetwise Partners program. Um, it, for eight months, I have to keep in contact with my mentor um, mm-hmm. bi-weekly or just set up meetings with um, her just to keep in contact for my niece and whatever I may um, need help with. So, yeah, we talk here and there whenever we could. We can. So, yes. I love it. I think the program is <laughs> super nuts, right? Because they... <laughs> They, you come in, you don't know what you need, what you, what they, they got it all laid out every week until by the time you walk up out of there, you got a cape on your back. Like mm-hmm. it's serious. That's amazing. But, I love that. And I see um, yeah. Robert, Roberto again. Hey, Roberto. Hey, Roberto. Asking, um, how can someone get involved in mentorship? So I guess he's asking how can, I don't know if he wants to be a mentor or just anyone in general want to be a mentor. Well, All right. <laughs> I can take that one. Um, so you could go to our website at www.streetwisepartners.org. If you want to be a mentor, you can click the mentor tab. If you are in need of a mentor, you can click the tab on there that says mentee. Um, the first step to get into the program is to attend what we call an information session. It's just letting you know the time commitment, what's involved, the ins and outs, the nuts and bolts of the program. Uh, and after that, you'll be able to apply. And once you apply, you'll go through the interview process, um, which is really just to get to know you more, see if you're a great fit, if you have the need. We try to focus on folks who really have the need for our program. They don't have the access to uh, the capital to pay for services like ours, or they don't have the access to um, 
resource centers and within their college campuses or things like that. And so we do try to focus our work on those who actually really need our services and need the access to build those relationships. And so definitely check us out online. Alfonso, you all, the, the other thing that I really appreciated about the program is that even though you guys do deal with a lot of younger people that are in college and so forth, you also work with people who are transitioning jobs. And so there are a lot of older people, if you will, that are part of the program. So it's not just for the young, fresh and green. It's for people coming from one kind of uh, situation to another, correct? That is correct. We have people coming from all walks of life. Again, uh, access into our program, we just ask that folks have a high school diploma or GED because that is what most employers are asking for. We actually have some computer literacy, some, um, some English speaking skills. They don't have to be fluent because we do service an immigrant population as well in all three of our regions. Um, and so we really just ask for folks to come to us at any point in their life uh, that need that transition, that need that access to that network, that need to know how to build their essential soft skills. And I like to call them essential skills. Sometimes we call them just soft skills. No, they're essential because these are the skills that are getting people uh, fired. You know, time management we go over, project management we talk about, other than just networking and resume writing and learning how to do that firm handshake or ask those interview questions. We're working with folks to teach them how to stick and stay on the job. What are the things that are needed? We have activities that folks do um, called deliverables, uh, where they just are working on elevator pitches, calling a directory of folks across our re all three regions and doing informational interviews. So we try to set folks up for success. I love that. That's awesome. And I think that, um, so if someone if my at my age, you know, I'm 52, if I wanted to get a mentor and not necessarily be a, a mentor, is it for me at my age as well? Absolutely. That's we see folks awesome. coming to us up to 60 plus. I mean, if you're oh, working wow. age and you're in that transition, we got folks who they may have been a stay at home mom for a while or had to transition because of life experiences out of the workforce, or they may have been a CNA for a while. Now they want to transition into maybe being a customer service rep or maybe going into banking or looking at a different avenue in corporate America. Um, and so those are some of the things that, that people who are transitioning, we typically see, or they may just be coming from another country and they may have degrees in that country and may need to know how to transition into the workforce here in the U.S. Right. Nice. Well, I wanted to ask. Oh, go ahead, show. No, Sorry. I was going to say this is the part of the show where um, our guests answer um, one specific question that we ask all our guests towards the end of our show. And that question is, what is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or entertains? So we're going to give you guys a minute to think about it and then go ahead and answer it. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wants to go first, can go first. Or do we need tell to me, tell me, tell me. I will go first. I okay, have my little first. notes right here on the side right now. Um, so my affirmation is to speak kindly about myself to others. Because how you speak to yourself about others and to yourself, that's a reflection of you. So just, you know, just speaking kindly to my, about myself to others because, you know, some, like your elevator pitch, 
like you're a representation of yourself. So just be yes. kindly about yourself always. So yes. I and manifest. That. I love that. I love that. Because yeah. a lot of people don't do that, right? Yes. They don't speak down about themselves. about themselves to other people. And it's all right to say that I'm fabulous. Amen. I tell myself every day. Yeah. I know you do. Okay, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't with her sometimes. I'm like, that's you're magnificent. All right, you're smart. You're and then, I don't even need you to tell me. I know you don't. I do it anyway because I love you. But I love you too. That's what we do. <laughs> because I love. That's yeah. what we do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, y'all want Hello. me to talk with y'all? All right, because yeah, go okay. ahead, girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, so right a little now. bit of uh, what the bunny said is in mind too, but I'm gonna add a little more change. So definitely um speaking positively about myself, especially now since we've been like isolated for so long. Um, just finding like new pockets of myself um to discover and encourage myself to continue to go for what I want, but also respecting my personal time. Um, I've really neglected that in um, COVID and sometimes I still find myself doing it. So that's something I'm really trying to work hard towards um, this year. It's just like respecting my time. Like I give, you know, a certain amount of time to my position and I feel like, um, the more time I give, the more I just, I don't, I don't want to be in a place where I'm like, I don't like to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do that. So um, I want to be able to give my time to my position, but also give my time to myself. Cause I'm always going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm always going to be here. Self-care. Work-life work balance is, is difficult. It's a constant, like, try. Every week you come back to the table and be like, was that good with life or good with work or what, you know? You just keep at it. You just keep at it. So, I, I love that. Yes. Yeah, and share mine really quick. I'll just share mine because I say it every day. It says, I deserve peace and happiness. I deserve love. I am worthy of success. I am not who they say I am. I am because God has his hand on me. I am a king. And so that's the message. That yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> that's You're right. I am a king. Yes. Uh, I guess I'm next. For me, is um, progress is happiness, right? So if I'm going through a bad day and like I need to find something to do, so like when I complete that, I'm like, all right, we got this done. It makes me like happy. So my one of the things I, I try to do is like I'm, I'm very into fitness, right? So when I go to the gym, it's like seeing my transformation. It's like telling me, like, hey, even though like other part of your life or like you know stable or constant, that here's how you're improving in this part of your life. So that gives me that motivation to keep going, just finding other things to do. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for sharing those with us. You know, those do something for me. I, that's why I love this part of the show so much because I take a lot of these personal affirmations and I use them for myself. So I love it. And thank you guys. So we're going to wrap this show up. We want to thank you guys for, for, for joining us today. And um, again, if you want to let everybody know where they can find you, if you want to give your Instagram handles or your anything like that. But for the most part, we know that if they want to sign up for any kind of mentorship or to become a mentee, they can go to streetwisepartners.org. Uh, 
Absolutely. My Instagram handle is Alfonso D. Amos. So definitely check me out on Instagram. Uh, we also have Streetwise Partners, so you can check us out on Instagram as well um, as Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter for Streetwise Partners, and then all of the above for all my socials. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? E underscore for Instagram. Yes. Dimani, D E M A N E B underscore. I blame my mama for that name. Well, we're going to start. It's hard. Dimani, D A M A N E underscore. D E M A N E B underscore. Yes. B underscore. I couldn't get all of our phones, but we'll put them in the chat later on. So, anybody um, wants to see that information, thank you. So uh, Instagram is two underscore underscore underscore. Uh, keep the peace. All together. Hold on. All together. <laughs> What all, all together, all lowercase. Uh, so it's two underscores, and then it's keep the peace. T H A. It's all together, lowercase. Yeah, that's my Instagram. Keep the peace. Underscore underscore. Underscore mm -hmm. underscore. Underscore mm -hmm. underscore. <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> um, you can add me on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook. Is um Adam Idar. It's just my name. Once you look me up, and you define that. Because of that last name, you're no one else has it like that, right? There you go. <laughs> like, no, nobody took it. Yeah. <laughs> and that baby has been good the whole show. The whole show. <laughs> yes, right. I was gonna say the same thing. Initially, he was on Thursday, but now he's. Uh, say hi, say Judah, say hi. Well, I want to just say I really am so glad that you guys um, at the drop, because I asked you this week if you would come on the show and none of you hesitated. You just was like, absolutely, I'm here for it. And that's that's one of the ways where we reach back, right? And get an opportunity to, you know, be able to pour into other people. And that was one of the things that I loved about the call that we had is that um, each of you have that giving spirit, right? And so I wanted to ask Adam real quick before we go, with Elevating Black Voices, what is your hope for that call? Because I know I joined, it was like on a humble, I, I, I've seen it come across my calendar and I'm like, I got stuff to do. But I don't think I'll ever miss another because it was just that dynamic. Yes, yes, we yes. Hoping to, to come from that call. I think um, the goal when like we Ebony and I and our father started this was like just like doing happy like doing like lunch hours, was, like sort of have a co casual conversation because like even networking can be very hard for sometimes for some people coming mm -hmm. to someone that has a title. So like we wanted to create a space where like it was safe where you could come and joke around but still get to know somebody else that was another company. So hopefully to have an ecosystem of like not only mentors, but mentees coming in together from True Eyes Partners and just, you know, having like a nice little village where we can all like network, talk, share experiences. Because for me, sharing experiences is very important. Like I I went to like a therapist, like I talked about it, about like what it felt like to work in a corporate America. 
you know, it shouldn't have to feel like that when you when you have somebody that has the same experience, the same skin color you, if, if it becomes so much easier. It took COVID for Alfonso and then Ebony and I to like really connect because we were also also busy like work. Like now we have Zoom now, you can just hop on yeah. meetings and just talk about you know work. Well, I'm I'm part of that party now, guys. Okay. <laughs> but hopefully we'll have another opportunity to get you guys to come back on maybe later in the year so we can just talk about, you know, maybe after I've done my next mentorship, then we'll have you guys yeah. tell you my story all over again. Oh yes, we'll definitely be back yeah. because I feel like I'm, a, I'm a cuz now. I feel like Tupac and Poetic Justice at the family reunion right now. And if you guys have anything that you want to promote, talk about, let us know. We'll bring you back on the show. Becoming a mentee because there is something about having that extra connection. Absolutely. Somebody else pour absolutely. Or you can pour into them. So definitely go to their website and, and check that out. It's so much there that um I think you guys would really, really benefit from that. So uh, yeah. All right, girl. Great show. So you, you know, as um, we're gonna give a last shout out to the chat before we wrap it all up. Well, both of you are my brothers. So hey, Jerome Kurt and Jerome Mars, thank you guys for tuning in. Hey, Sky, thank you. Cynthia, thank you for watching. Cynthia. Thank you guys so much for joining us and being some of our constant supporters. We love you guys. We love you yeah. so much. Um, so you know, I'm sorry, what was that, Jay? Spread the word. You know. That's right. Like and share us. Share, 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 share. Somebody know we out here. Community so blessings for people. And um, you can find us. Where can you find us? Tell them that part. Conversations <laughs> with my cousins. <laughs> We're Facebook. on IG, yeah. we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on YouTube. Conversations with my cuz on all platforms. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel, go subscribe now. Right now. Right now. Go right now. Get aggressive. Get aggressive. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yo, as you all know, we end our show every week with the quote. So I found this quote and I thought it would be fitting for this show. And it speaks to a leader takes people where they want to go. A great leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but ought to be. That was actually Rosalind Carter. <laughs> yeah. You know, I try to keep it all black and brown, but this was a great quote, so I just found it fitting for the show and um, for this particular show. 
love and, yeah, that was so dope. And I guys, love again, quote, and I love you, lady. I love you, and, and, and I freaking love you, man.